Section nine of Birds and Nature, Volume eleven, number five, May nineteen o two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elaine Conway. Section nine. Twain loves of Jeremiah. Do not leave me, I beg of you implored old jeremiah standing guard over the opening in the fence believe me there are dangers outside of which you know not snakes frequent the tangle of these weeds and swine lie in wait stay if you are afraid stay anyway she answered curtly and vaulting over him she went through the fence and called her ten children from the other side jeremiah struck his white head in the dust praying her to return he lunged at the fence and fell back baffled his feet beating the air he floundered upright and ran entreating along the fence his head thrusting between the interstices the obdurate fair one paid no heed she was talking baby talk to her followers jeremiah after exhausting every manoeuvre to get through over or under the fence resigned himself to the inevitable and began looking around for entertainment he is a great gander to keep something going on a trim black pullet passed the orbit of his vision and he sauntered up to her good evening miss dominie you are looking charming miss dominie tossed her head perhaps she cackled but i can only charm you in the absence of mrs cochin what do i care for mrs cochin protested jeremiah and he looked miss dominie over with the eye of a connoisseur she was certainly well bred and she carried herself erect this was because she had been raised a pet but jeremiah ascribed it all to her aristocratic lineage and thought complacently if any ill fate overtook mrs cochin miss dominie would be a close second in his affection mrs cochin is too old he added and that is a good thing for you retorted miss dominie she is too old to be particular and she may tolerate you for myself i draw the line at ganders chickens are good enough for me you talk like a preacher suavely answered jeremiah and i agree with you they are good enough for me too but miss dominie had darted around the big coop and was lost to view at that moment dolly came out of the house carrying a bucket of water and went from pan to trough pouring the chickens a fresh drink with cries of delight jeremiah fluttered in her rear paddling and throwing the water making it an undrinkable mixture for the chickens 
suddenly his eyes dilated his neck straightened and stiffened his wings slightly lifted and his large feet passed each other in rapid succession fenceward dolly's father was coming from the barn walking stiffly his arm pressed against an aching back his eye caught jeremiah's and the pursuit began the man forgot his lame bag and plunged forward gathering small stones which he aimed at jeremiah round and round the fence they went the man throwing stones and execrations the gander gabbling ducking dodging until he bethought himself of the haven of gooseberry bushes scrambled under them and into the orchard through the hedge into the open where joy inexpressible mrs cochin and her ten fluffs were tumbling in the dog fennel at last i have found you my beloved gasped jeremiah and he rounded up the chicks and drove them into the orchard mrs cochin followed protesting she even flung herself at jeremiah with many a cluck and scratch but jeremiah had constituted himself head of her household and serene in the consciousness of right he took the family through the orchard under the gooseberry bushes and back into the yard jeremiah knew that a little of him went a long way with mrs cochin yet he never lost hope that his persistent devotion would win her favour he had been a lone gander many years there was not another feather of his kind in the poultry-yard it was sometimes marvelled that he did not take to the ducks his next to kin fat and wabbly with raucous voices it was so much easier to love mrs cochin the perfection of grace and beauty she was large and stately she wore always a buff robe that flashed in the sun like burnished gold poor jeremiah fell easier prey to her unconscious wiles and consecrated himself body and soul to her personal attendance and protection jeremiah's first concern again inside the yard was to reconnoiter for his friend the enemy he was nowhere in sight and jeremiah turned pleadingly to mrs cochin let us make up he urged your coldness is killing me i honestly think i have not long to live diet yourself suggested mrs cochin her feminine intuitions connecting cause and effect and don't be a goose mrs cochin went scratching in a flower-bed ignored he followed at a respectful distance hissing at the pup who ambled near striking a cat whose lithe body was poised for a spring at one of the chickens and frightening away a brood of ducklings all afternoon the faithful sentinel executed his self-imposed duty and finally followed his charmer across the yard to the old workshop do not go in there he cried sharply 
for answer mrs cochin tripped over the threshold clucking to her chicks she flew open the workbench thence to a rafter and settled herself as if for the night what do you think i'm going to do with these chickens grumbled jeremiah trying to arouse her maternal solicitude let the rats catch them i don't care they are not my chickens mrs cochin looked down she drooped a wing and shut an eye her attitude indicated that she would take proper care of her offspring as soon as their company had taken his welcome leave again jeremiah went through the scene at the fence he gabbled his vain protestations he grovelled in the dust he flung his unwieldy weight against the workbench and made many futile attempts to rise to mrs cochin's superior elevations you distract humiliate me he hissed your heart is no larger than your head you may stay there i wash my feet of you and suiting the action of the word he waddled into the water trough and fluttered there the black pullet drew near she was really a comely creature jeremiah thought and he stopped fluttering if it were not for the fatal glitter of mrs cochin's blonde beauty he might learn to care for demure miss dominy he didn't know but he could anyway and gracefully curving his kingly neck he approached her good evening miss dominy you are looking very charming miss dominy pretended not to hear she was too young to be entirely unmoved by his apparent admiration and she felt vaguely sorry for him but the sun was very low and the sandman had passed her twice she was looking for a spring bed on one of the low limbs of the cottonwood tree jeremiah followed her babbling the story of his wretched loneliness until they unwittingly crossed the path of his enemy the man jeremiah's voice sank to a whisper and he hid behind a tree jeremiah is a goose about a good many things but he knows when to lay dead the black pullet brushed against him and his heart warmed but she was only in flight to the limb overhead she leaned forward and spoke to him drowsily i am sorry jeremiah it is the old story i can only advise you to get used to it don't you give up remember you can have anything in this world you want if you keep after it until you get it that is one of the fixed laws of the universe i think you will find mrs cochin in the end coop now i saw dolly gathering the chickens into her apron and carrying mrs cochin by the wing it might be well to excite her jealousy you may say to her that i have at last consented to be yours tell her that you have come to bid her a final farewell give her back that scar she made on your neck and assure her that i am a jealous god and object to your even passing the time of day with her 
jeremiah hastened to the end coop between the slats he recognised the profile of his beloved hovering her fluffs he tried to get his head inside but the openings were too small and he could get in only as far as his eyes i have come to say farewell he breathed hoarsely i have found one younger and fairer than you his soul revolted when he said fairer for jeremiah hates a lie and even if miss domini be a diamond it cannot be denied she is of the charcoal variety i may see you sometimes he continued for i do not expect to leave the farm and i wish you to know that the bright particular star of my life has blazed out and henceforth i am hers alone jeremiah gushed on rapturing over his new attraction until he half convinced himself gushed on rapturing until mrs cochin lifted her head and struck him with her bill you make me very tired she said if you have any respect for your lady love keep your mouth shut about her don't let everybody know you are a goose of course you would be just as big a goose if you kept your mouth shut but everybody wouldn't know it even a gander owes that much to himself not to let it get out how big a goose he is saying this she tucked her head and sang a soft lullaby to her fluffs and their faint sweet peep-peep lost in a low croon of content sounded to forlorn jeremiah like music behind the locked gates of paradise sadly he clambered upon the back of an old wagon seat halfway between the end coop and the black pullet and the friendly dog came down and old jeremiah lost the ache of self in the oblivion of sleep emily frances smith end of section nine